Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. There you are. My man. How What's are you? Up? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I had to rush back, man. I'm being excited for this, man. How yeah, are you? I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm, I've been excited too. It's been probably, what, a couple of years since we've had an actual conversation on outside of like social media and whatnot, but I'm stoked that you came and I appreciate you taking a little bit of time so that, so that we can have a conversation. No, absolutely, man. I appreciate it for you, man. Forever grateful for you. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think Joe, like as we hop into this, man, like first and foremost, like I said, I just want to say that um, I appreciate you taking some time. I know that you're super busy and you're, you're always traveling and whatnot, what you do for work, but I think that your story and just where you've came from, it'd be selfish, right? For you to not share that just because it's, Man. it's so inspiring and like you've, where you've come from and where you've gotten to now, people need to hear like where, where your journey and what that's looked like. Just because again, like it's kind of one of those highlights that like, you know, is possible, but takes a hell of a lot of work, right? And takes a complete shift in your mindset and kind of are, who you are as a human being. And so first and foremost, I'd love if you could just kind of give the the listeners and whatnot, just like kind of a rundown of, of your story, right? How, however long you want to take with that, but just like kind of where you started and how you ended up where you did and all of that. And for everybody listening, um, Joe is somebody that I worked with in the past. He actually lost, he, he'll tell you his story, but he lost a lot of weight on his own. And then he came in, um, and, and got some help from me more on sustaining the weight that, that he had lost through that. And this has been a couple of years since then. And he has continued to improve and get into an even better position now than, than he was when, when I helped him as well. And, um, like I said, I think it's it's super inspiring and something that people can need to hear to uplift themselves and kind of get some self belief for them for them as well potentially. And so I'd love to hear what you have to say, man. All right, very good. First and foremost, uh, I have to thank you and I have to thank God, man. Uh, it is a God thing and it's a Chaz Spackman lost and lifted thing um, to maintain this and to repair that relationship uh, with food. Uh, it started off. Um, I'm in the music business. I'm on the uh, transportation side of it i drive for stars and uh bands and musicians and whatnot um and so we're constantly traveling and then um i was using that i was about 350 pounds 360 pounds and i was using that i guess as a crutch uh to fill that like need of acceptance uh acceptance to society i would say to look at it and to fill that gap um and I guess our world shut down in, in COVID in March 17, like maybe 2000. And mm. I was sent, we were sent home and, uh, for two weeks and two weeks became, um, two years, I guess I'd say, or a year and a half. I think it would, um, but make a long story short, I was laying in bed one night at my apartment. Um, 
and everything was stopped. So I didn't know my next move. I know I had a little money saved up and that's about all I had. And so, um, and well, I was having some some issues with some other things, and um, my feet was tingling, and I was worried about a DOT physical. You had to have a DOT physical to to drive, and a lot of guys they kind of like doctor shop and stuff like that. And my feet was tingling, so I knew that was serious, and so I just it had to be a God thing. But I wanted to. I made it a pledge to myself when I came back to Nashville. I'm gonna be the best version of me. And I didn't know I was going to take it this far. Um, it still amazes me to this day. Um, and we can talk about that later about connecting the mental side of it to, to the transformation. But I was, um, so I started off, I was just, I couldn't really walk. Um, everybody was like, walk 10,000 steps. I couldn't walk, you know, 5,000 steps without getting winded. And so I started off trying to walk a mile and, uh, it was like a half mile then I walked back. And, um, then that mile just kept increasing, increasing. And the only thing I knew was like the low carb thing. And so, I just went all in on that, on the low carb thing. And um, the weight started just rapidly dropping and I started feeling better and my blood pressure started getting better. And so, you know, it was like the first, you know, 40 pounds and I, you know, I'd call friends and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, Hey, I'm cooking and stuff. And they'd all be like, Oh, you're still on a health kick. And that like stuck something to me, like a health kick. Like, okay. So there's like, you're, you're thinking I'm going to fall off on this. And like, it was kind of like a joke. Then you know, it was like, I was like a laughing stock. I'd walk around town. People would like honk when I'd ride by and stuff. And so it just like, it just gave me like some more drive. And, and, um, I would say, I don't know. I lost the weight pretty rapidly. It took about a year and a half. And, um, I worked with some, I worked, uh, back to the backstory uh, before I got into working with the horses. I worked for a guy named Dion Branch doing his day-to-day management and, Dean's like, man, just get in the gym. He's like, you know, he was, I would, I would like lean to him as kind of like some motivation and whatnot. And, um, and he was just like, oh man, he's just so proud. He's like, just get in the gym, get in the gym. I had a friend, best friend. He was like, man, you got to get in the gym, man. You're going to look like you're, you're, you're going to, you have to. And so I didn't really like, I was just like everybody else. So I went to Planet Fitness and was scared and intimidated and yeah. just got into doing that and, and started working out. And fell in love with it as an outlet. Um, then, um, so it took about a year and a half to lose that weight. Um, how much did you lose? Much. Yeah, how much did you um, lose? I was like a, a say it was three hundred fifty-five pounds, three sixty. Um, I went all the way down to two hundred or one. I think it was like one ninety something with you. That's um, insane. After, In yeah, that time then, frame, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane, but um it can be done that's the thing yeah. it can be done a right way and it don't have to be done everybody wants a quick fix but these quick fixes are are leading you back and that's what i, I like i've worked too hard for that and i was like you know that's why i was scared to death and you know that that's i'm a testament of you you had to convince me like to eat <laughs> to eat carbs and like i'm pretty hard-headed and i was yeah. like no and you and you was like dude you just have to do it and um and that's why i credit you for i would say uh, I tell everybody, you know, uh, everybody's like, well, I don't want a meal plan. I was like, you don't have to do that. I said, you need to, you know, get somebody that can help you with your relationship with food. But to go back to that, I was a size like 4X shirt, 46 waist. Um, now I'm like in a large um, in like a 33 that gets kind of, that fluctuates. Um, yeah. But it took like a year and a half. And on the physical side of it, I just fell in love with working out. And uh, the physical side took a little bit longer, and that's probably the you know the transformation side on that. 
to where I'm at now. Um, it's about three years in, and um, the God thing, I thank God for it every day that it still don't feel right because I work all night. I work long hours uh, and never and be exhausted. But like you said, man, like you have to treat your workouts like a job. And um, I have my best workouts, it seems like, when you're just exhausted and you don't want to show up and you just show up. And it's like you prove yourself and you keep building them bricks and, and it all adds up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think like a lot of people will hear that and go, oh, man, he lost north of 150 pounds in the matter of a year and a half. Like for myself, uh, if that's what my rate of progress should look like as well. And I don't, I don't want that to be the message here for people to, to compare, because again, I work with others who let's say they're six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months in, and they've only dropped 20 pounds through that process so far. Right. And I think that it's very easy to get caught up in your brain, especially when you're on a weight loss journey, you feel like you have a long ways to go to start comparing against others and their rate of loss. One thing that I think is super important to understand about Joe's journey is that when he hopped in, he went to an extreme, right? Like, I think it's important to understand. Yeah. He went to an extreme. Like when we first started working together and he had dropped all of that weight and he was in a position, he's like, I've worked so hard to create this but I want to ensure that I sustain this. Like my number one worry now is like, I hear about everybody going low carb, not, not eating any, like not eating carbs whatsoever, restricting themselves so hard that it ends up leading to this big rebound because for you to it's lose. It's a yo-yo effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just took carbs completely out of the equation. And so you ended up creating a pretty drastic deficit in calories, right? So that, that, that weight came off very, very fast and you can go about it that way, but it, I don't normally encourage people to lose it in that fashion unless you have that kind of dog mentality, which you have, That's right? It. Like yeah. just to kind of like dig in and, and do it. But credit to you and what you did at the end of that process is you kind of, you realized, okay, how I did this was pretty extreme. Am I going to be able to maintain eating this way for the rest of my life? And I think that you just intuitively were smart enough or, or got information some, in somehow or some way to kind of learn like, okay, how I did this probably isn't like how I'm going to be able to sustain this. And you right, kind absolutely. of, you understand, understood the difference of, of those two. And that's when I came in, like you mentioned, and we started to slowly introduce carbs back in and I remember you were just kind of like freaking out, like, man, like, and I get it because like, here's this guy that, that you signed up to start working with. And I tell you to start doing the complete opposite of what you did to create the progress. Right. And so like, it's probably right, just right. Like a, a mind F all around, but what, what was that like when, when you came in and we and I told you, okay, we're going to start increasing your carbohydrate intake. Like what, do you remember what was going through your mind at that point? I was point? like, man, this guy is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, what is it then? You know, Andy uh, connected me with you. I think yeah. she was one of your clients. And um, yes. I, and I was like, um, she's like, just trust him or something like that. And I was like, you know, but I, then I got to reading up and I was like, you know, carbs are your friends. And what was it like? It was uh, it was tough. I remember like going to Subway sandwich. Then it like I was I think I was messaging you or something. And and I, I went to like Subway and realized like dang, I can eat carbs. And then once yeah. I found it out, it didn't take long. Like it probably took a couple weeks. It probably took like a month for it to click, like weighing in and stuff. And, um, but once it clicked, man, I was like, well, I, like I tell people all the time, they're like, I'm gonna go on the low carb diet. I'm like, dude, don't, you don't have to, he or she, you don't have to do that. Like you're, yeah. you're, 
killing yourself like you're not killing yourself you're you're i mean everything works it can I mean, work I, but yeah, always, everything yeah. works i think that's important yeah everything works but it's finding what's going to work for you in the long run like if, if you have a yeah if you have a huge weight loss goal and you're you're severely overweight severely obese like a lot of the times you will have insulin sensitivity issues and i think going on a low carb diet to lose the weight makes that easier for a lot of people with with big weight loss goals right but as you start to lose and come down then transitioning back as insulin resistance improves and like blood work improves hormonal profile improves digestion improves then you can move back into absolutely in- increasing your carbohydrate your carbohydrate intake to continue um, along with your journey. And it's not that carbs are bad. You just chose one method and just kind of dogged your way through it. Like I mentioned before, but how did you feel? So after you had lost all that weight and you're still eating low carb, right. And you came in with me, do you remember like at that point, how were you feeling hunger wise in regards to like, were you feeling restricted when it came to food at that point in any way or like where, where were you at mentally? Were you mentally exhausted from the year and a half and everything that you had did nutritionally and kind of felt imprisoned or did you not feel that way? Well, I think I was just so worried about maintaining the results. Um, I think that's what it was. And it took uh, to now to realize that um, I think then I was just so new to it and just, I didn't really know it would be able to grasp it. You know, I, I lost the cravings. I will say that like I lost the cravings for ice cream, fried foods, pizza and stuff like that. Uh, but when the carbs got introduced into the system, back to it, like, I mean, carbs are carbs, but I believe, firm believer in like, and like you said, like whole foods is everything, like whole, like whole carbs. And um, I, I was great. I, you know, it felt great. My workouts got better. I know that. And I've had more energy. Um, I guess maybe I wasn't such a deficit for so long that once I, once I started implementing stuff I, I, it took a long time to even start adding more calories because yeah. uh into the system and now to this day it's like I, I still find myself under eating but i just i try to eat just to fuel throughout my day um and we can talk about that it's more flexible now but uh to circle back to that um yeah it was uh i do remember it, it felt really good i know that much to, to be able to to have carbs and to implement some snacks and the stuff like that, but clean snacks, you know, it's like, I really don't eat no more different than a lot of folks meal wise. I don't restrict myself now. Um, I do strip. I watch what I'm very observant, what I eat and when I eat it. But even to this day now, it's like, I eat a lot and people, and people don't understand that, but I'm very active, but I, I eat a lot probably like more than I have ever. And I, I can still lose weight. And to maintain that, I've been in maintenance for probably about, I don't know, two years, a year and a half, you know, um, give or take. And with, with that, I just kind of use, I get on the scale every now and then, but I just kind of go by the, you know, way my clothes fit now and, and whatnot. But uh, implementing cars into the system, it, it it changed my life and it changed my workouts back. You know, I didn't feel like I was dieting. I felt like I was, I didn't feel like I was in a diet or restrictive eating when I was, you know, adding the, the clean carbs, the rice, the sweet potatoes. And that's the things I learned with you was like what type of foods, you know, and then having three or four options per meal that stuck with me to this day. I still yeah. eat the hundred calorie oatmeal um, that um, you shared in the hundred calorie popcorn, two bags at night. Yeah. 
you know that's my trick man and same i love it yeah yeah that's my trick it's like wow i can eat popcorn two bags and 200 calories like this is great and i'm you know treat yourself a diet coke or coke zero and fruit and stuff like that but yeah it's um yeah so that's that sorry to no ramble there no all good i i that's what we want you to do. That's what the whole purpose of a podcast is, right? Is to just ramble yeah. along. But Absolutely. Um, with that, so like nutrition wise now for you, do you incorporate cheat meals or like times where it's like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy a little bit more or is it always pretty regimented all of the time? I'm not on a regiment now. I don't say that or I'm not on a diet. So what I try to do is I eat really, really good or I eat right or cleaner than what I should, what my options allow. Um, we have catering and stuff like that brought to us that um, we travel with our in-house chefs and um, and they cook like eggs and stuff. And so now I just, I don't go for the, you know, the, the donuts. Uh, I don't go for the chocolate milks. Uh, I'll have a Diet Coke with some eggs, lots of eggs and some protein and stuff like that um, as far as a regiment wise. And, and do I implement cheat meals? I'm a little different. I try, well, I'm, I'm away so much. And so I try to use, I'm alone a lot. And with work, when I'm outside with clients, um, I'm off upwards of 16 hours a day or 14, 12, 14 hours. And so what I try to do is I try to save them. I don't, I don't like to say cheat meals, but, but that is the term, I guess, but I try to save the meals uh, for social occasions. So, or for like a fun date meals night or free meals. Yeah, fun meals. Yeah, yeah, free meals or a yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah. Go out and eat non-restricted with your friends. And so, but, but they know, you know, if I get to go, like, they know sometimes I'm going to be strict with it and, and that's fine. Or I try to save that for a drink or something like that. Yeah. What, what, you know, or I try to eat right throughout the week then, or when I'm home or if I know I'm going out or something like that, I try to use that for that. So it kind of in return, it, it seemed, for me, it seems to work out pretty well is just try to eat right to the same thing not a lot of the excess stuff and stay active that's the thing i try to work out five days i was six seven days a week and i uh, think you you even like hey man got to, it's okay to tone it down and but on the days that i don't work out i have to do something and so that's when i try to like get my ten thousand steps in absolutely at the minimum and throughout the week i just work out pretty intensely and i think that balances out but yeah, I try to use the cheap meals or a free meal for social occasions. And so I can go out and enjoy it with your, um, on a date night or with your friends or a coworker and stuff like that. So that's, that's how I approach it. I don't know if it's the, the textbook way, but it seems to uh, work. And I know you probably did the same thing as, you know, with your daughter and stuff like that, you go out and do stuff like that too. But that's just, it's all about balance. That's what I found. You know, it's, it's all about a, a healthy balance. I was so strict for so long and I missed them occasions. I didn't have a social life. I didn't drink for like the first year. And, uh, you know, it may have been a good thing. And, but now, you know, I'm really smart about it. I don't just uh, indulge over uh, too much, but I try to approach it in a, in a, with an outlook on it back in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that brings up an important topic as well, because like, where you were at before you started, right? On this on the spectrum of balance, you were so far on one side that didn't have you focused on your health whatsoever, right? Probably just absolutely eating a lot of shit, not moving, 
nothing whatsoever. And so the the teeter totter of balance was so heavily focused on the unhealthy side that I think what a lot of people don't understand is that like, and a lot of coaches and people on social media preach, oh, just to lose weight, like find balance. Balance is key, right? But to get to balance, and this was my experience when I first got into training nutrition and really made big changes in my own body composition. And this is the same thing for you. To find balance, you went from one extreme kind of to the other extreme, right? For a long enough period of time to to create those rapid results like you created and put things on the other side of the teeter-totter for such a long time to move the needle in the right direction to where now you've experienced both ends of the spectrum and you created the progress that you wanted to. It allows you to balance that teeter back to a point that allows you to live somewhere more in the middle that creates balance in the long term. But so many people and what's preached so often is like somebody's on one side of the spectrum to where they're not focused on their health, don't have any sacrifice in their day-to-day life in any sort of a way, right? It's just, oh, what's the most convenient option, not moving, eating, whatever, to really, and then they're like, "Oh, well, just eat more balanced, right?" Well, what the hell does that even like? How are yeah, you going to balance? How are you going to find that balance if you've never been on both sides of the spectrum? And so, living a little bit on both sides, like you did, in my opinion, is what allows you to come back to be able to find kind of that happy medium now that doesn't force you back into old tendencies that say four or five years ago, that version of Joe, like you spent the the next three, four years in this kind of more extreme version of Joe that allows you to come back and find that middle ground to where yet yeah, you're, you're not probably stressed about the holidays when it comes to nutrition around family. Like you can kind of just enjoy a little bit and trust yourself knowing that around that you'll be on track to be able to sustain. If, if you're out with friends or on a vacation, I see you going to Mexico all the time. I feel like that's your second home. I see <laughs> yeah, that social right. media. Yeah. But right, like right, right. going to Mexico and being able to enjoy and like not be so stressed about your nutrition and maybe enjoying a few extra drinks or in, enjoying some, some different types of the, the locals foods down there. Right. And being able to enjoy and you can do that and still sustain because as I mentioned, you have been on both sides of the extreme to kind of find that middle ground where you can sustain the progress that you created with more flexibility involved with that. But you've built that trust with yourself on that extreme, on both extremes to be able to walk that middle line. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And now to be honest with you here in the States, the food's a little cleaner, like, um, and over there and yeah. like, and, but over here, like, I could go eat a burger right now, eat, eat two cheeseburgers and a basket of fries. It just don't feel right. And I don't like that feeling of being yeah. sluggish. Yeah. And and it's and fun that's to do for me. like a second, right? Like it's like the, the right. idea of it is fun and you do is like, oh, I can go a I can go a few weeks or a month without that again. That's how yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm pretty basic. Like I can eat I eat this like like what I eat today is like probably the it, it's um I eat Subway um with no sauces. Uh, I still to this day don't believe in like adding extra calories to my stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that, that's just, yeah, it's just junk. Um, but I eat chipotle or however you pronounce it, chipotle. chipotle um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just chicken, rice, double chicken, rice um, with pinto beans and add a little sauce on there with 25, 15 calories. Uh, I can eat, uh, I eat like a foot long with a protein bow with spinach, uh, shredded chicken, uh, jalapenos. If you want a little honey mustard, just put a lot of light on there just to break up the monotony of it. Then I'll eat like two protein bowls 
Uh, I eat one at four o'clock. And if I wake up throughout the night or before I go to work at, you know, midnight, I'll eat another one. But I do try to not to eat like, um, I don't know, between my work shift's a little bit different. So for the average person, it wouldn't be like eating at eight o'clock, you know, yeah. eating to after eight o'clock in the morning. But uh, everything works. But yeah, um, part of the cheat meals, I don't have the urge to it. Um, I do it just just for social purposes now and be able to enjoy uh, the progress out in social settings or on a date or on vacation or with a client or with friends that I work with because they just see me being so strict and so strict. And I try to do that to lead by example for them. And they, you know, and it, it seems to be working. A lot of them come up and ask questions and they want to know, but it's hard to put your soul into somebody else's when they don't have that fight, you know, and they don't have that drive. And so I just try to lead by example. Um, I'm making an effort, you know, when everybody's tired and they're all, hey, you know, we want to go to the hotels. I'm going to the gym, you know, and just try to lead by example with that. But as far as cheap meals and free meals, yeah, I think that you need to, they're earned and they're not just given, you know, I think that you need to put some, a great foundation. I don't think you need a cheat meal every week to get started in your journey. Yeah. I think you need to get some progress and get a good 420, lose a good 20 pounds. Then you could work on a cheat meal. Then you can see how the scale fluctuates. And that's another yeah. thing we can talk about. It took you, you're like, you're, you're a savior on that. When it comes, I'd freak out. I'd be like, my weight's down three, my weight's up four pounds, man. Like, dude, we need to go back. Like, we're not adding no more calories this week, Jess. Like, no weight's up. You're like, well, you probably went out and had drinks. It's going to be all right. Like, I promise. Like, no, man. That's the thing. It took you a while. And, like, it took a little bit, man. But, um, and I tell everybody, it's God sent, you know, and it's, uh, what you've done and lost and lifted, man. It, it, I, I, I say it, it, um, it rewired my relationship with food. I appreciate and, that, um, man. That's the goal, absolutely. right? That's the goal. And that's what fires me up to to do what I do. And so I, I, I really do appreciate the praise. But one thing that um, is interesting for you as well, that I know that a lot of people will make excuses on as well. You travel a lot, right? You're, you're, you drive around a bus basically all over the country through the yes, night, sir. through the day. So you don't have a ton of structure, like, in your work weeks in regards to like being able to cook your foods, being able to like be right on point, be in grocery stores. A lot of your eating, even when you're on point is eating out at restaurants. That is everything is like, unless I'm home and I'm, uh, I hate to say I'm not home much, but everything is, but you have to learn to do with that. And it took some time and it took a lot of trial and error, but um, it, it's what, by that time, when I was working with you, I wasn't in the buses. I was with a truck. I was in a, I was hauling the high end race horses for the equestrian team and the, yeah. the derby horses. And I, that was very intense. I was riding with somebody. I had somebody riding with me, training guys. And I, that, that was very intense. And I remember, and he was like, yeah, you can do it. You can eat out at places. And you gave me some lists and stuff like that. But yeah, you can do it. Um, and I tell people all that time. I started to post my meals now so people can kind of see the way I, um, I travel and whatnot, and but yeah, um, I so don't how do you to go home and cook my meals. How do you structure huh? that then? So like when you're on the road, right? And it's like, oh shit, like I I need a meal. What does that? So I mean, DoorDash. I, I should own stock in DoorDash. Do you, uh, and so what? DoorDash. Like so for restaurants, like is it pretty much similar restaurants all the time that you're just ordering from from different cities? Or are you like, oh hey, I want to try this new little little pasta place or, Hey, I'm going to go to this pizza. Like what, what's your structure in regards to being able to stay on point when eating out all the time? Cause that is most people's 
biggest struggle, right? If they're eating out, like they look at anytime they're eating out as an excuse to, to get off track and oh, like, kind of eat it's whatever. A challenge. And so what, how do you structure that to be able to eat out as, as often as you are and still sustain, okay. I mean, 150, 160 pounds of, of weight loss? Well, if I'm door dashing um, or I don't get the physically somebody taking my order, okay? So if I'm in a hotel and or I'm just finishing a workout or whatnot, what I will do is I'll order like Subway in a protein bowl. So I know what that has like calorie-wise. Like, a, uh, you know, um, give or take, it's 600 calories or 650 if I double the proteins on it. But um, – and so I do like a lot of the same meals. Okay. Um, I used to be big on, um, was it, uh, not Ruby Tuesdays, but chilies, chilies because they can yeah, have a, a 10 ounce. Yeah. But you get it like a 10, you can order it offline or, or on DoorDash and you can do, um, a 10 ounce sirloin. And so that covers my big portion of protein and you could do the broccoli and you can do the broccoli on there with no butter. And you can do like a little Mexican rice because they don't do sweet potatoes or potatoes or anything like that. So I do that. And so that's one of my meal options. Or if I want to do breakfast, um, you can just do um, – I order DoorDash and do like egg whites and wheat bread with no butter. And you got to just leave – you learn to that all these places use a lot of butter. So And, and I do that. Like Chipotle is super clean, cleaner, which you're going to get in these restaurants. You get the meat. Double the meat, double your protein, either steak or chicken, and you do your beans, pinto beans. Um, but I leave a lot of like the butters and a lot of the oils out. That stuff will kill you, and I really believe that's just unnecessary calories for nothing. Um, you don't know that you just throw a little hot sauce or a little salt and pepper on it, and you're you're fine. Um, yeah, it tastes a little bland sometimes, but if I but if I go out. I have more control over it. I, I just tell them no butter. You know, I'm allergic to butter. Then they just cook it, with, you know, very clean. I just get a sweet potato, like a steak and a sweet, like I, even on date nights and I go out and, you know, I, I, I just order a steak, like a nice steak, a 10 ounce sirloin or a 10 ounce filet. And I eat that with some vegetables. Um, and I order a sweet potato plain and that's, I don't need the butter. You don't need the butter with all that. A sweet potato cooked right will just, it just, it just, oh man, it don't get no better with, it's just a sweet potato with no, but just cooked and it just, it just falls, it, you cut it with a knife and it's, or a fork and it's great. Yeah. Um, so that's how I sustain it. I try to do like snacks, like protein bars. I eat a lot of, uh, I eat protein bars and stuff like that. Beef jerky. You know, if I get hungry while I'm driving, I'll, eat, um, I'll do some beef jerky or a couple of protein bars or, a, um, uh, I get these protein shakes, the core life. Um, it's 42 grams of protein and it, you, they come in chocolate and stuff like that. And kind of fills that sweet void if you ever need that. Uh, but it's very doable. I will say, um, it takes a little effort. Um, I can't always find, but luckily you can always find a subway and you can, Chipotle, you really can't, but that's what I was saying. Okay. That's very good. So if you can't find that, you can still have that same option. There's going to be something on DoorDash that's going to sell rice, rice bowls or, you know, or, or something like that equivalent. So you just have mm -hmm. to give, give yourself a little leadway on that. But I do have like the same three or four meals that I try to aim with for three or four different options. And if that don't work out, that don't mean just say, Oh, I can't just find it. I'm going to go eat this cheeseburger or a whole pizza. That just means if I need to take a walk, I go walk and find something. And, mm -hmm. but uh, that's that on that, man. 
Yeah, no, I love that because like I said, that at least from working with, with many, many people over the years, eating out for whatever reason is like everybody's just like Achilles heel, right? It's like, oh, well, well, the excuse is, oh, well, I had to go eat out or I I didn't get to cook my food. I, I had to go to a restaurant. Well, for myself, I eat out probably five to seven times per week. I eat out a lot, a lot, just as, as well as you do. But it really comes down to, okay, finding a few places that you enjoy to eat at and having structured meals from those places that you know work within your numbers that prioritize protein, are filling, and work within your calorie budget on a day-to-day basis. I think people just overcomplicate it and they think, okay, well, if I'm going to Chili's, well, I have to get the the, the famous sticky finger, like breaded chicken, right. chicken tenders, or I have to get the cheeseburger or I have to get that when really at all of these places at this point in, in hey, I, time, hey, I, I tried I tried telling you that excuse and you said look that's no excuse because I, I tried that I think with you it's yeah. like man it's kind of tough and I'm not on the road and you're like no man it's really it not can totally be done like all these places now offer healthier options McDonald's yeah. there, there's healthier options. that's what yeah I remember that conversation very well and that's it's kind of made it click that that's kind of yeah. like a challenge you know and I kind of like to go to places with the coworkers and, and order and eat right. And they, they, they watch. It's like, oh, you can eat that? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Eat the butter and the sauces and we're good, man. Yeah. People think these salads are healthy, but they're eating. They might as well just eat a hamburger. You know, they're eating. Yeah. We go to, and they're like, oh, I ate a salad, but your salad's got 1,200 calories and, and you're still hungry. I said, I just ate a crap ton of food and, you know, six, 700 calories. But, yeah, all these places somewhat have healthy options or healthier options so you can maintain or stay on track and not lose your progress. And that's what I've learned on the road traveling. Um, so many places are, they got healthy options and protein options. And um, it's actually pretty, pretty, pretty nice to have that. Yeah. And at first it does feel like a big effort or a big sacrifice, like for when you start eating out and having to be more mindful when you're eating out, as opposed to thinking every time that, that you're not cooking your own food and you're going somewhere to think like that it should just be a treat. It does take some effort and some switch in, in your mental state to when you're going out to still prioritize your goals and not just look at it as a time of leisure or luxury, if that makes sense, but, but still okay. using it. Yeah. But sorry, but yeah, I no, think that ahead. people that hear in this, that people should count that as a victory when they can do that, when yeah. they can go out to a restaurant Count that down as a victory. Like, I did that, you know. Try to make it as a challenge. Go on a date night. He or she go on a date night and try to stick with it and realize that you can. But when you do that, reward your – don't mentally reward yourself. Don't reward yourself with ice cream. But, yeah, count that as a victory that you can go out and do that or create that as a challenge. Don't create it as a roadblock or an excuse. Create it as a challenge to do that. And you could totally stay on track doing that, um, maintaining or losing weight. Um, I lost a lot of weight by doing that. And yeah. I think that if you, if you can re- and mentally reward yourself, it's okay to give yourself praise. And it's took me three years to be for the mental side to connect and be able to praise myself and, and to be happy. Um, you know, you get it from everybody else, but it takes a long time up there. But I would say, yeah, go out and do that. But when you do it, realize, Hey, you know, it can be done and just keep trying to do that. That's what I would say. Yeah. And at first, like I said, it takes a lot of effort mentally to do it. But at this point for you, I would, and cause I know this for myself as well, I would argue that it's probably not that mentally challenging for you at this point to do it because you've done it for so long that it's just your norm when you're eating out to prioritize your protein intake, to prioritize like good carbohydrates, keeping within a, a um, 
a sensible caloric intake. So when you're eating out, it's not like, oh man, I've, I've got to make the good choice again. It's more just a habit and a part of your lifestyle at this point that like, that's just your priority, your priority when looking at food is finding something that makes sense. And so it's not like a big struggle for you to do it. Now you had to go through a struggle maybe at first, like to figure that out in regards to your efforts with it to make it happen. But now it's just an everyday part of your life. And it's just something that you do probably without a lot of thought behind it because it's integrated just into your lifestyle, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I will say this, um, and I think that you'll you'll agree and it'll click. So for the person that's listening to this and that's trying to endure this, I would say do your homework before you go. All these I do it every day, and that's probably a big a big tool for me. So if I go on a date, I pick it. Uh, or if I'm going on occasions or so, I try to do my homework and kind of like cheat before I go. Like all these places got the menus, okay? Yeah. And that and let's throw that out there. So that's a big key to everything when you're eating True. on the road or when you're going on dates or different countries. Um, I look at their menus before I go and I pick the special occasions to to kind of lean more into that favor towards your to your go. And for somebody that's in a weight loss phase or a maintenance phase, check your menus out before you go. You can still go out and have these social events or social occasions and maybe cut off on the appetizers, but you can you can pick where you want to go or look at the menus and there's so many options. And sometimes you don't have to order the entree. You may have to be creative with it. You may have to order two or three chicken breasts with no butter with, with vegetables on the sides or stuff like that, but it's totally flexible, but check out the menu before you go and do your homework. That way you don't go in there just eating off of motions and whatnot. You're going in there with the game plan and it's easier for you to maintain that or stick to the script when you do that. And I think that's one of the big things that I did learn uh, working with my man right here. Yeah. You nailed that right on the head as well, especially for the first while having to plan ahead. And you said that you still even do that to this day as well as for myself on specific occasions. If I'm like in the middle of a a dieting phase or a, a maintenance phase right now, I'm in a surplus. So it's kind of free game. Like if I'm eating out, I'm just eating out and training hard and trying to build muscle. And I'm not too worried about gaining a little bit of body fat. Cause I'm actively trying to gain muscle, which comes with some, a little bit of fat gain in that process, the more advanced you get in your training career. But as you said, when eating out or going on a date night or a social occasion, or something's coming up with a, a family party or something, you're going to be out planning ahead of time is a huge key that I, I try to put on to people. And again, it does take a little bit more effort, but if you have big goals, ambitious goals that you want to achieve and you're serious about achieving them, it comes with planning ahead of time and having a little bit of sacrifice involved of, okay, I'm going to this restaurant. Let me just pull that up and see what they have in regards to food, see what their caloric intake is because most most restaurants are going to have that anyway. Then on the day of, the, in the morning, I can just track whatever I'm going to eat that night, have that plugged in to know that's what I'm eating at this social gathering. Then I can eat whatever I need to around that for the rest of the day to ensure I'm staying within my caloric intake and make sure that I'm hitting my protein intake for the day. And again, yeah, it does take a little bit of effort, but if you have ambitious goals and if you talk about wanting to lose weight and like you have to come to the point where you stop giving yourself choices and you just do what has to be done in regards that's to make that happen. And it comes with some sacrifice. And that's kind of what I want to to lead into here for the, the little bit of the, of the last of this is the, just the mental aspect of it. Right. And the mentality. And so my, my first question is before you like took on this through COVID and dropped all of the weight that you did and, and basically changed your life. Did you try to lose weight at any point before that? 
Like, did, was it ever anything like you were subconscious of or like put any effort towards or not really? I knew it was an issue um, socially. I knew it was an issue. Um, physically, I knew it was an issue, but I was masking it. I was masking it with food and I didn't know that. Um, a lot of people, they, you're aware you're big. You're aware you're overweight, but you, your loved ones won't tell you that. Your friends won't tell you that. A good friend will. But no, um, the mental side of that, it didn't, I didn't know how bad off it was until I started to see some results and started to see the feelings of changes. I was drinking over two liter of Mountain Dew a night, you know, or a day. And that's just, yeah, I was reckless with it. I was on a downward spiral and I probably wouldn't have made it. I don't know. I probably would have had a heart attack in 10 years. At that time, I was, um, you know, I probably wouldn't have made it to be 40. Um, yeah. And so the mental side of that, um, yeah, it was very depressing. You know, I wasn't happy. My smile wasn't happy. Um, yeah, I was, I, was a, I was a miserable individual. Yeah, during that. But you can still be um, happy and whatnot. That was just personally for me, uh, being that overweight, um, it really, it, it bothered me. I knew I had a problem. I just didn't um, know about the right way to maybe go about it. And I think that's a lot of problem. People don't know where to start. And it's sad, and I have a big passion for that. I just I have too much passion for it, and it's hard to put so much of my passion into somebody else if they don't meet me halfway. Yeah. And but people just don't know, and I think that's where we're at in society. People don't know. It's sad, but people don't know how to like. They think that they only have to eat carbs, or they only think that one thing works. In reality, a lot of things work, and it's all about how we find that. Um, and I always preach about the movement. You know, you got to get the movement in, but for, for the mental side of it. And, um, yeah, it did. It, it wasn't good. And it takes some time. Once you have a transformation, you think that, you know, everybody's telling you, wow, you look great. It don't click. It, it don't. It takes some while. Um, it took three years. I'm three years into it and some change. And it's just now getting to where, like, okay, I can do this. Like, I've done it. I've maintained it. But it's going to – it takes some it, – it, it takes some – it takes, I always say it takes a long time before, you know, your mind connects with your heart or your, your vice versa, your body yeah. or whatnot. And um, I can say, honestly, say now I can look at myself in the mirror and it took a lot of self-talk. Um, I'm still not as confident um, as far as like my outer appearance. I'm not, I don't, I'm not like, it's still, I'm still working on that and the confidence. Uh, You're not but used they, to they, it. I'm not, I'm not used to people looking at me in the gym or walking up to me talking and, it, it and you know I tear up a lot of times when I see somebody three hundred pounds or somebody that's that's it was like yesterday I was up in uh, Edmonton Canada and there was a guy that I mean he had that dog in him like I see me and him and I teared up and it kind of like threw my work off off because I, I just stopped and watched him and he kind of just made eye contact and I was just like keep going man but I wanted to yeah. just walk over and just say man like look dude like you're on it man you're fighting like most like like he was hitting all the machines and just this sweat and just look, I was like, man, that was me. And yeah. I want to just go over and like give him a hug and man, you can do this, man. Here's what I've done, but you don't know what somebody's going through. And, um, so I try to be reserved on that, but yeah, um, I'm not used to this and I just, if I could just maybe help somebody or encourage somebody, I think that's, that's all I need. You know, I don't need gratification to my outside appearance. I didn't do it. That's the thing. I didn't, didn't start, 
getting in the gym for that. I just did it so I can maintain the results so I wouldn't get back to where it's at. And that's where I am now. I train pretty hard, and I just love it. But I don't do it for a look or a, a certain image. Maybe now that I'm, it, it's more of like in the body, like recomposition, I would say. Yeah. Like I try to, you know, bring up some body parts or something like that. But You've done a good job of that too. Enough. By the way, yeah, you, man, those, yeah, those photos you sent me, you put on a good amount of lean muscle in the last couple of years, man, which is awesome to see. Man. It looks like you're training hard in the gym. It's tough, man, but um, there's a lot of things to it. You know, you got to drink your water every day, and I um, mean, there's a lot of municipal or you know, minor, but just a lot of steps that just add up to it. But yeah, as far as the mental side of it, um, it's tough. It really is. It's probably what the toughest was the, thing I've ever done. But it, what was the mental switch, that? right? And so, in regards to like you were kind of just living like got overweight started to realize like like damn i am out of shape right like something's got to change here what what was that switch that how did you not give yourself a choice to quit like what was it in your brain that was like i'm just going to dog my way through this and give an effort it was at like the it first every day, single day the first, like what it was like the first 80 pounds like it took that much to make it click because the, I wasn't as perfect at first with it. Uh, I was pretty strict, but maybe the first 20 pounds, I think, maybe it's what had done it. Maybe I, lost, I had to go buy, like, a different shirt, okay? I think that's what it was, okay? And still to that time, and I think that we talked about it, I still find myself, just now, like, for the first two years, I still found myself shopping in the big and tall sections. And and the ladies like, sir, your size are not here. I'm like, what? And she, you know, and, and she just looked at me and I was like, she's like, go over here. Your sizes are over there. And, but I, I didn't like, I still didn't feel that. And still to this day, I still, I don't see myself as like solid and in shape and I'm really hard on myself about it. And I don't, it feels weird getting praise and whatnot, but the mental switch weapon is probably like the first 20 pounds. Then after the first 20 pounds, I was like, okay, I can do this. I seen what I was doing. I was cooking my meals. I was home. And then I got to traveling. And, and so I lost the first 20 pounds and I went right back into what I used to do with the, uh, work-wise was taking care of, um, equestrian horses and stuff like that. And so once I got into that, I was worried to death about it. I, I you know, I was worried to death about it. It's like, how, you know, how am I doing it? Then once I seen it's like, okay, I can still do that. And it just started gradually like getting hooked. And I was like, okay, the, the 20 pounds. Yes. You know, the 40 pounds, yes. The 80 pounds, after the 80 pounds, I took myself to Mexico, enjoyed it, came back, went right back to track. I was like, okay, I can do this. And I came back, I was like, okay, now I've lost the 80 pounds. You know, we need to lose another 80 pounds because I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to get to 220. And then we got down to 220. I was like, okay, let's get down. Let's see. I think when I came in with you, it was like maybe 220-ish, you know. And yeah, I think you are like 215 or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We dropped you a little bit more i remember while introducing carbs back in we continued to lose for a little bit yeah. until we started that maintenance but yeah you're right and to that. this day that's what i try to like i try to give myself that that balance i try to stay 215 220 wise you know like on the high spectrum 220 you know if i if i see myself getting um enjoying things or enjoying occasions a little bit more from dating you know i do you know being single and working a lot it's easier you know um not going on dates all the time and so but if I catch myself being a little bit enjoying it or being a little bit more relaxed, I, I just try to dial it back down a little bit. I don't just do it rapidly. I just don't quit doing everything. I don't jump right back into a restrictive. I just stop having a little bit more free 
free, but I jump right back to the script. You know, I jump right back to the base. I jump right back to my meals. If I go out and have drinks, um, I've learned to do that, uh, not overindulge, you know. Um, I may go out and have five or six, but I'm not having 12 or 14 or 16 or 18. You know, it sounds like a lot, but it is a lot. But, I, you know, I go out and, yeah, but I, I can I'm not, relate. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to, yeah, yeah. I don't know if people are going to think I'm drunk. But, you know, I, I I try to, I always jump right back to it, the next meal. I don't miss, I don't make a whole day out of it. And I think that's the key for somebody. Go out and, yeah, if you lose 20, wait, but wait, if you're starting to diet and you want, you have these goals, stick to the script for the first 20 pounds. Then do a cheat meal. You don't need a cheat meal every day or every, every week. A cheat meal, you have to earn it. It's not given. And I think that, for the average person, you might need some, some different flavors or some different, you know, social gratifications out with a loved one or an event. Um, but yeah, jump right back to the next meal. Don't make a whole day out of it. And I do it to this day. And I think that that helps with maintenance. You know, if I, even if I go to Mexico, I can go out and eat, but the next meal, I, I try to stick to the meal and try to do things and whatnot. And I think that it really helps with maintenance and keeping the results and then, um, not getting burned out. For the average person, they probably need a, a meal or two, but earn, you know, lose the first 20 pounds. It won't take, it can, it can take a while, but if you do it right, you know, to a pound a week or two, you know, a pound and a half a week, I think that's, that's ideal. Maybe two, but no more than that. It's too extreme. You know, you want to sustain it. You don't want to keep yo-yoing it. And um, I think that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. No, that's amazing, man. And again, your, your story and what you've been able to achieve is, one of the more impressive stories that I've I've come across over the years, just because it's a little bit unconventional in regards to like I I in my opinion, you went to some extremes to start the journey and you lost it very, very quickly. But what you did that was so smart that in my opinion kind of saved it and put you in a position to where you are now, where you are balanced. It saved my life. And in a good position is you did. You you started to lose, but you self-recognized like, okay, eating low carb, continuing like to feel so restricted all the time at holidays, on the road, everything I'm doing, like, how am I going to be able to sustain living like this forever? Because most people can't, and you probably wouldn't have been able to either, but you self-recognize that to the point of, okay, I like, yeah, I've made some awesome progress, but now I need to redirect and try to get myself into a position to where I can actually realistically sustain this long-term without feeling so restricted to that. It's, I'm going to end up having the wheels fall off and burn myself out, which is incredible. But um, I don't want to keep you here forever, but I'd love just your thoughts on just like somebody that's in a similar situation to where you were right? Where you were kind of starting, say somebody's got 50 pounds, 60, 70, 80, 90, hundred pounds to lose. What would be just your advice for them as they get started in just in general? Like what, what would you tell them of how you felt during that time? Something that would have helped you, um, with that whole process. Give yourself some grace. Um, you're not going to be perfect. Don't do it for nobody else, but do it for yourself. Don't do it for your loved one or don't do it to change a social setting or don't do it to get accepted, do it for yourself. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, it won't be easy. You're going to have some challenges, but reward yourself mentally. And when you do do the right decisions and stuff, um, I think that's what I would say. Um, it's not easy, but it's not hard. It's, um, it can be done. 
and it can be done within a time frame that you want if you do it right. And it's okay to reach out to somebody else and ask for help. Please do. Um, that's the only reason I've learned and got to this far now is ask somebody um, that's done it or um, in, in this day, it's not going to be easy. It's not, it's tough, but it can be done and give yourself some grace. You're not going to be perfect every time, but if you mess up, go right back. That's the good thing about life. If you mess up or you fall back off the wagon or off the, off the bike, you get a chance, the next opportunity. And good thing. It's not the next day. It's the next meal. Jump right back to it. And um, I think it's, there's no magical word that you can say just to help somebody. And that's what sucks is uh, that it just, somebody has to like just want the change. I think um, because if we had the magical word or the magical key, I'd be, I'd be wanting to fix everybody that I've seen walking on the sidewalk. And um, yeah, I just think that, no, we're not all perfect and, and the perfect. And, and not, yeah. Just try to jump right back into it and give yourself some grace and some, and some lead way. And that some days are going to be better than others, but stick to the basics, drink your water um, and stuff like that and stick to the, stick to the basics. And I think that that'll really pay off dividends in the long run. Um, I wish I could say a magical word or something like that, because I, I, my heart hurts for people that's, that, that was in my situation. And, um, but to answer the question is tough. You know, all I can say is man, that, that it's worth it. It's worth it's worth hanging in there fighting for yourself and do it for yourself and you'll come out much more better uh, mentally. And um, that that's, man, it's just, it's tough, man. It really is um, to live both sides of the spectrum. It's tough on this side of it. Um, it's I, I would say now it's tougher dealing with uh, the image now that I have dealing with the mental side of it. I think that anybody can lose the weight and keep it off. But to deal with it, the mental side of it, it's not talked about a lot. And um, that's the thing is try to dress, try to work on the physical side of it as much as you can on the, you had to work up there as much as you can on the physical side of it. And I, I, the word grace just keeps popping in. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know, I don't encourage everybody to go as hard as I did, but for the first month, you need to go hard. You need to make some changes to fight it like a dog. You have to have a little dog in you. Yeah. If not, you're not doing yourself no justice. Um, you know, earn that first 20 pounds, earn that cheat meal. Don't do it every week. Just earn that thing. No, give yourself 20 pounds. If it takes two or three months, that's fine. It's not good. Don't do 150 pounds in a year, year and a half because it's going to be tough, but it can be done the right way. And people like yourself with some guidance, it can be done. And, uh, man, if we just, there's no right word. I, I, I just yeah. hate to say that there's no, there's no right fixer. You know, somebody has got to want it, you know, and I think they want it and give yourself a little grace and a little leadway. And I think that you can, you can achieve a lot of things. I, I always say your, your mind's your enemy. You know, you can achieve anything you want. You just got to tell yourself a lot of self-talk, give yourself praise. You know, it's okay to be a little cocky, not cocky, confident, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit it pretty tough for the first twenty pounds and see some progress. Then once you see progress, you'll see you'll want to maintain what you're doing. You'll see what you're doing's working, and that makes it a little easier to the person that's trying to accomplish anything. You know? Yeah, I think from my perspective, I mean, I, weight loss, building muscle, building a business, marriage, like there's being a, a parent. It, all of it comes down to if you're gonna do any of it successful. It really comes down to 
stop giving yourself a choice. Stop giving That's yourself, it. right? Like stop giving yourself the choice to quit. Get like, take that option off of the table and you have to like set up your life or your journey behind like a foundational word. I had a conversation with this about somebody just the other day, but so for myself personally, my, my foundational word in life is persistence, right? That's just it. Persistence. It's persistence. Just basically meaning no matter how many times I fall, no matter how many times I fail, no matter how many times I'm not successful or I'm frustrated or burnout or not feel like it's working, I'm always going to get back up and continue to push forward, regardless if that's with my marriage, regardless if that's with my own training and nutrition. And more important than any of that, like where I've really honed in on that word as well is just in business, right? From opening up gyms, from working with people online, just it hasn't always been pretty. There have been struggles. There have been times where I started from scratch or I thought like, oh man, maybe I'm going to have to go get another career, but just focusing on um, just persisting over the long term and kind of using the phrase quit or be patient, right? Like go ahead and quit or just be patient and continue to put work in and kind of take away, take away the option of the choice to be able to stop. And regardless of how hard it gets, continue to move forward, obviously be smart. And if what you're doing is not working and come up with solutions, but never give your solution yourself, the solution or never make the solution, just stopping the effort on yourself. And I think if you do that in the long run with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve in whatever capacity that is, Ultimately, you're going to end up finding success, but sadly, people, when something's not going the way that they want to, they they view those failures as roadblocks as opposed to road bumps to be able to slightly adjust and continue to move forward. Yeah, surround yourself. It's okay to, to surround yourself with like-minded people, and I think that was critical. You know, my friends have changed and um, whatnot. It's not, not because sometimes it's okay to outgrow people. And and for the especially for the betterment of yourself, find right. some people, you know, some other people and with like minded things relationship wise, you know, if you have somebody on the totally end of the spectrum, it's going to be hard to find that balance that's not active. Um, and granted, if you're married and stuff, you can't just change that. But, yeah, um, I totally agree, man. It's either quit or be persistent. Absolutely, man. And that's kind of yeah. like the motto, you know, there's no going back. Um, Absolutely not. There's not a day that I don't want to go to the gym. It sucks that I have to like fake off day sometimes, but um, your body will tell you when it's, when it's time to like ease up a little bit. And that's just, that's sure. just how I deal with it. Train. But yeah, man, um, man, I could, I could ramble for hours and hours. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I think that in the future, if you're open to it, we'll do another episode. Cause I'd love to dive into the mental aspect in regards to just where you're at today, because I'm sure that there are a lot of mental struggles that you deal with now after losing the weight, even like self image wise and like having the confidence in yourself and like recognizing what you're able to achieve. If that makes sense. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a lot there that could be very helpful for a lot of people as well, which would be interesting. Yeah. It's very tough, especially dating. You know, we was out, uh, not to say this, but I will say, um, we went out with a group of coworkers. We went to like PF chains and my buddy's real, like he knows about my journey and stuff and real godly man. And he's like, always trying to hype me up. Like, dude, that girl's looking at you or someone. So it's just, I'm like, no, nah, dude. And like, we walked in and there was a table full of beautiful ch- ladies and they was like, Oh, he's cute. And I'm like, they must be talking about you. Like they ain't talking about me. Like, and they're like, no, dude. And like, and they was like, dude, you have to say something. And so, and so, yeah, I would love to circle back on that. I would love anytime or even 
to help anybody you're working with, I would love just to be a motivation just to help somebody, man, because I feel Absolutely. so great and mentally. And, uh, but it, it's taken three years to get there and a lot, you just have to fight through your demons. But, um, I will say if anybody's going through it, you can do it. Um, you can, you can do it and you will do it. You just have to believe it first. And, um, Count the wins, small wins, man. It's not, don't think long term. Don't think you have 100 pounds to lose. Think you have 20 pounds, 10 pounds. Start with the 510, work your way up, and you can do it. Then when you get to the level, it, it, I would say reach out to somebody with more expertise and that's, that can do it at first. But if you can't, um, build the small wins up, then get there, when you, then try to work with somebody or whatnot. But yeah, it's not easy, but it can totally be done. And, um, I'll tell you, I'm rooting for anybody that's trying to make that change always, man. And it's a blessing. I do thank God that I don't, everybody's like, what made you click? I don't know what made me click. There's not an answer, but it's, um, I'm just fortunate and, and the second lease on life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when the they, people, a man lost and lifted, you know, sure. The people that are most, most fortunate generally are the people giving the most effort. I would say as well, you kind of find your luck, luck in a lot of scenarios, but again, Joe, man, I, I really appreciate you just taking some time and coming on. I think that this is a good boost for people who are maybe stuck mentally and like just thinking that their journey is so far of what they have to achieve. And there's so much effort behind it, but hearing kind of just your thought process and how you're able to go about it. And with the struggles that you have as well, man, like you eat out for the majority of your meals on a daily basis, things aren't structured. Your life is hectic. You're busy as hell. And you're still finding a way to be able to make it happen for yourself. And I just think that that's very encouraging um, and inspirational to show people like life doesn't have to be perfect to be able to get on track with your health, you can find ways to make it work regardless of whatever it is that you're going through. So what I'll go ahead and do here for anybody that's listening that wants to see Joe or kind of follow along to what he does. He posts a lot of his health stuff and whatnot on Instagram, like showing his training, some motivational stuff. He shows a lot of his nutrition stuff. So if anybody wants to see any of that, I will link his um, Instagram down below so that you can all go and and take a look at that. But um, with that, do you have any closing remarks on anything or? No, man, I would um, love to come back and talk about the other side, the mental side of it. But I was going to say, if you are thinking about it, I, I know you, a lot of people look at wintertime and the holidays, but after the holidays, you got a great time. At the, everybody starts at the first year. Don't wait to the holidays. You can do it. Start now. It's getting cold outside. You don't have nothing else to do. You're not going to the lake. You're not going to football games with the kids. It's the perfect time to get ready for summer. And that was my motivation. It was like, hey, I want to look good with my shirt off. And still to this day, like, I'm going to probably go back into it after the holidays a little bit so I can, for the summer. But, if yeah, if I could say anything, it can be done. If I can do it, and anybody can. And that's a cheap way to say it. But you can do it. And, um, gosh, you can do it. And it feels so good once you – you lose your first 20 pounds just aim for the first 20 pounds and it'll come and once you learn to do that and maintain that you're going to get that confidence and within yourself not from everybody else but you're going to get that confidence and you're going to want to do it and you're going to maintain it and the harder you work is i think the more reward you're going to get and the harder you work you're going to want to work harder to keep that and maintain that and break that cycle and it can be done um shining yourself with some great people and people that love you genuinely and they'll want to, they want that result with you and uh, just keep fighting. Um, that's anything in life. Just keep fighting. Not every day is perfect, but uh, the good thing about life is you get another day to make the right decisions. And, and it's the way I try to live life and as you do too. So man, anytime, man, I would love to jump in and 
help you or anything I can do, man. Like I always say, I always pay homage to you, man. And that's not just a sales pitch. It's, it changed my life and it changed my relationship with food. And once that's done, man, I think that's, that's, that's a huge part of the process. I really do, man. Absolutely. I couldn't agree anymore. And I think that's a perfect place to end this thing. So we appreciate you guys for listening and uh, we'll chat with you soon.